This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. You gotta discuss where to go next. Uh, this is true. Do you, you got a long way to come back, and then do you go north the way you originally wanted to go? The companions must backtrack through the valley without getting lost. All right, so you guys travel for about 45 minutes and reach a dead end. And another dead end. But it is a dead end. It seems, yeah, you see a dead end. You see nothing. There's just nothing going on there. Well, great call, officer. Uh, what have we got north now? <laughs> Ominous signs will litter their path. You do find chains that, like, they kind of fall apart in your hands. They're just lying on the ground. Just lying on the ground. And will lead them into the darkness. Very mysterious. Nestor cracks a sunrod and follows behind him, about 20 feet behind. And straight to an old enemy. And just as you're ready to look up and see the ruin, you hear a noise from behind you. The adventure continues now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around and put your hands together for another week of the Glass Cannon Podcast. We made it, you guys. It happened. We got an episode to air. My name is Joe O'Brien, and uh, you may know me as Sir Willamette Keswick, or I may know me as Sir Willamette the Dragon Foe, or Sir Willamette the Tallest Halfling in a 50-Mile Radius. That's right. Big Willie style struck last week, and it was a blasty blast. This week, though... More exciting story coming, and I don't even have to interrupt it with any kind of stupid business talk, because this week, we're just going right to the show. We have a dead end that we have run into. We're going to have to do some backtracking. I don't know what to expect next when I sit down to play the game this week. So it's really kind of starting over, in a way, and it's exciting to see what lies up ahead. But first things first... We have some Christmas presents to unpack, and I'm just going to get right into it. Thank you guys, as always, every week for tuning in. We couldn't do it without you. And as my thank you, I'm just going to shut up and let you listen to the show. Please enjoy episode 91 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Is there anything in the history of RPGs better than a horde of dragon treasure. No. <laughs> oh, man. That's Skid, the number one. Skid, in all your years of, uh, of gaming, how many dragon treasure hordes have you come against? Not, not many. I mean, honestly... Not nearly enough. No. Well, I mean, the, the, the ironic thing about Dungeons & Dragons traditionally is that you don't really run into a lot of dragons. Which is good because, I mean, they're supposed to be special. Like, they're very, very... They're, like, always the most dangerous foe. And so, yeah, you don't face many, but when you do, like, there's a big fucking jackpot <laughs> waiting afterwards, and I'm so fucking excited to see what's in here. Where did dragons get, because as our resident historian, Skid, where did dragons get this um, sort of character trait of being greedy? Um, I think, like, in the medieval tradition, um, they were just supposed to. They they ended up representing like the worst aspects of humanity, mm-hmm. the the most um, kind of vile selfishness. 
Um, and, uh, and, you know, and Tolkien like definitely played on that. Like, that's why like Smaug is for my money, like the best dragon in all of fantasy literature, because he epitomizes like everything that makes what I think dragons, dragons. It's just so weird that they want all this gold and all these riches, but it's not like they like go to the town square and be like, give me your finest no. cake. <laughs> but that's the thing is they, they want all these riches, but they can't spend them. Right. So it's like it's this pointless. It's part of green. a plan to depress the economy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drive down the value of currency. Yeah. In the area. Want the finest top hat. I want to deflate the currency in the entire region. <laughs> um, well, sure enough, uh, as Umlo was just shoving stuff in a sack. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming after defeating the Spire Drake, you guys say, "Dump it out, Umlo." <laughs> yes, yes, of course. He's uh, he's gonna dump it out so we can go root through it and. Hey, where's Umlo? Where'd he go? <laughs> Umlo? <laughs> he he fell in the bag. <laughs> ran off of the sack. God damn it! <laughs> he jumped in the bag and turned it inside out, <laughs> thereby losing himself in the treasure forever. He's gonna open a chain of uh, Michelin star restaurants <laughs> in other parts of Valeria. He's gonna be like, "You call that a fucking omelet? <laughs> Do it again." It's it's so hard. It's so exclusive. You have to go to an extra dimensional space to eat there. <laughs> That's right. There's no sign. Uh, t- table for one. Well, um, if he dumps it out... I've got my fingertips at the keyboard. Yeah, you better, and uh, you're going to get carpal tunnel by the time I'm done. Uh, You see the following. A magical amulet. Oh, amulets are the best! A magical elixir. Elixirs are also good! A magical potion! Ooh. A scroll. Ooh. And now... Crack my knuckles and get into the list. Oh no. A masterwork heavy pick. A cold weather outfit. A portable ram. A smokestick. Two sun rods. Two copper and silver armbands filigreed with snakes eating their own tails. Ooh, Roboros. And I'll just Classic. Uh there were three hundred and eighty gold pieces as a set. Ooh. A silver ring set with three aqua, aqua a silver ring set with three aquamarines <laughs> worth five hundred gold pieces. It is set with aquamarines. It's, it's not a set a, of rings. It's not a ring set. A silver ring set with three aquamarines. <laughs> you know what? Cross it out. You're gonna make fun of me. You don't get it. I got a lot on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> a silver ring set. I'm like, I was disconnected because I was just like typing words and then I saw what he was reading. Yeah. When I say it was worth 500 gold, it's worth two gold. Well, can we just have it's one? It's worth them? two gold. We don't need the whole set. Can we just have one? <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting this list in half right now. A piece of Alexandrite. Got any jokes about that? Worth 170 gold pieces. Alexandrite? That's great. <laughs> Get out of here. A bag containing a dozen irregular freshwater pearls. Ooh. Worth ten gold pieces each. Oh, natural. Four pieces of silvery blue quartz. Worth fifteen gold pieces each. Oh. And then you get fourteen platinum pieces. Whoa. Two hundred and sixteen gold pieces. Yeah, nice. Wow. Nine hundred and forty silver pieces. Keep it coming, keep it coming. Twenty four hundred pieces. Copper piece. Well, those are staying. You get a copper piece. Wow. You get a copper piece. I was with you until the currency. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll deal with this. I was keeping up. I was so proud of myself. You were using your loot shorthand? (laughs) I loot shorthand. There are also two other important 
things. Between the the bric-a-brac on the carved shelf that kind of surrounds this nest sit numerous stone tablets, each chiseled with runes that none of you recognize. Huh. I'm sorry, how many tablets? Numerous. (laughs) (laughs) Are they a a set, or do they... they (laughs) And of course... And no one, even, none of you asked me about this this week. I'm surprised that no one has interrupted me and said, "What about the what about the horn, the magical horn?" You can tell what you're about? building to something. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to ask you about it. I was just going to have Umlo blow it. It is a four <laughs> foot long spiraling horn. Look like it's cut from the skull of some sort of oh, creature. It's like a shofar. It's a shofar. Yeah. Its surface is carved with an intricate pattern of interlocking knots inlaid with silver and copper. And it emanates as much magic as Baron has seen. Uh, Baron has not seen such magic since the Hammer of Us. Oh, oh, oh wow! I, I would like to say too that uh, Baron's particularly attracted to it. I know he's lost his hat, but he's basically a short Hasidic Jew running through Galarian <laughs> with his beard and his locks and his peos, and he observes the Sabbath. It's great. <laughs> so. What do you guys want to do? Uh, it's probably nothing. <laughs> we dump it all out out of the cliff sides. Just dump it all just down. Throw it off. Do you guys want to yeah. deal with the minor stuff first? Do a little spell check. Yeah, on let's the, let's build the up amulet, the, the yeah. potion. <laughs> give me a give me a roll for the uh, everything but the amulet. Twenty nine. Awesome. Twenty two. Boom. Elixir of tumbling. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, never heard of that. It's a good one. Acrobatics. Yep. Potion of Spider Climb. That's That's very good. She'll help. Oh, she'll help. Quite nice. (laughs) And a scroll of poison. What? I thought you didn't allow that, except for when you forget to have your enemies (laughs) carry your weapon. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm giving it away, because I'll forget to use it. Somebody roll on the amulet. Uh, Nice. 21. That'll do, new magic user. It is known, and this is going to be an interesting fight to see who wants this one, as a dragon foe amulet. Sweet. (laughs) This amulet consists of a cracked dragon scale set in a disc of gold. Most are slightly damaged, bearing the scars of draconic breath weapons. So imagine this one has, like, scars on it uh, from being blasted by dragon fire. It is a powerful, specialized tool for those who oppose dragons, improving the protection and attacks of the wearer in a number of ways. (laughs) The wearer... This is so awesome. The wearer of a dragon foe amulet ignores the damage reduction of dragons. Whoa. Wow. Boom. This only affects actual dragons, not all creatures of the dragon type. So drakes... So a drake. Drakes are out. But real dragons... Such as the one that works with the Storm Tyrant? Who knows? In addition, if the wearer casts a spell against a dragon, she can roll twice to overcome any spell resistance the dragon might possess, taking the higher result. Automatic bit of luck for every uh, roll to oppose SR. Lastly, oh, that's right, there's more. The wearer takes no damage instead of half damage on successful reflex saves against a breath dragon's weapon. breath weapon. Oh, oh wow. It's like free evasion <laughs> against Holy breath shit. weapons. 
Well, clearly, what? that's going to Umlo. <laughs> <laughs> Following clearly. recent history. Yeah. Just give it to Umlo. He may not oh get the rest of it. Well, should we decide this now? Or I do smell wanna, a roll-off. Do we want to get through the rest of this? Let's just do a four-way roll-off. Well, what's fun. Can we see what the rest of it is? and then we'll. Just, we'll oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, the last thing is, is of horn? course, this intensely magical horn uh, emanating strong enchantment magic. All right. Let's figure out what this thing is. Uh, 25. Matt wins. 25. I'm sorry that's not high enough. Well, it doesn't... You just take 20. Like, we don't... When we're out of combat, we don't need to roll No, it's a knowledge check. Spellcraft is a knowledge check? Spellcraft isn't. Spellcraft, you can take the time, pretty sure, and take 20. Ah, okay. So, out of combat... Well, you're the one writing the article if you're wrong, so go ahead. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, you probably can do that. So, assuming Della takes 20. So you guys are going to stay in the cave for a little while. Yeah. To really examine this. we got to pack this stuff up anyway. Right. So while they're packing up, you're, you're pouring over this, Della. You're, you're trying to think if maybe... Consulting my books. Consulting your books. Thinking back to maybe something your father said. And you realize the more you study it, that the, the horn is made out of the skull of a primordial drake. Ooh. Whoa. And it is, in fact, a artifact known as a Drakesbane horn. <laughs> the Drakesbane horn affects dragons based on their CR, according to the following. Creatures of the dragon type of CR 5 or less within 400 feet must succeed at a DC 13 will save or be affected as if by scare. Ah. Creatures of the dragon type of CR 6 to CR 10 within 400 feet must succeed at a DC 22 will save or be affected as if by sympathy. Adult or older true dragons or creatures of the dragon type of CR 11 or greater are immune to the horn's effects, though they are likely to seek out the horn and attack its bearer. Oh. Okay. If the character playing <laughs> if the character playing the horn has the bardic performance class feature or the raging song class feature and succeeds at a DC 15 perform wind is- instrument check, dragons of CR 5 or less are instead affected by fear. While dragons of CR 6 to 10 are affected by the horn's sympathy effect, must succeed in an additional will save or also be fascinated for as long as the conti- character continues to play the horn. Wow. So I guess I'm putting a skill rank in Perform Wind Instrument. Well, that's all the time that, we have for this week. That's it. We'll <laughs> see you next week. You got the Drake's Bane horn. Uh, yeah, so that is a pretty, pretty powerful yeah. thing. Basically, dragons of CR 10 or less, you blow that horn, and you're going to be able to, unless they make their will save, and they're pretty high will saves, have some exert some sort of control over them, or at least slow them down, slow right. their roll, or scare them away, or maybe scare them yeah, away. Just, yeah, yeah, like some minor time. drakes. Now, like we're, blow the horn, they might just fly fly away. Question: Does it have a weight? I it, mean, if it's a four foot, it horn, weighs seven pounds. Oh, that's not bad. Thank you four feet. That's yeah. bone. Yeah, yeah, it's hollow. All right. Yeah, so you can blow through it. Avian bone syndrome. Friend of mine had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, avian bone. They always get you with that. A friend of yours had what? 
he had the, 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 the a Drake Spain horn. Drake Spain horn. Yeah. Look at your friend your possibly have had. That this is why no situation. one likes New Jersey. <laughs> oh, what were you saying? I had a buddy who had a Drake Spain horn. <laughs> yeah, he kept it over his mantle. <laughs> no, he had a show car. It, was, it looked huge, oh, oh, but it yeah. was very light. Yeah. Well, so far, so good. Oh, boy, that is just terrible. I'm just naming episodes <laughs> left and right. That's all I'm doing for today. That's all I do. Oh, that so good. good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the last thing to really uh, be of interest that you might want to start looking at are these tablets, these uh, stone Tablets. Do they have commandments on them? Is this going to be an entirely <laughs> Old Testament episode? These fifteen, crash <laughs> ten, ten, <laughs> ten commandments. <laughs> um, it's it's runes that you do not recognize, but they are very large runes carved with a large hand. Lingu- can I do a linguistics check? You can. It's it's difficult. You it's you know it, without even trying it. It's going to be a difficult check. Okay. This is so foreign to you, Della. I'll just try it. I'll try it. Natural 20. Get oh, oh, out of here. Oh, oh, oh. I only have a plus 8 on linguistics, though, so it's a 28. I'll tell you what, DC 20 linguistics check. Okay. Oh, nice. Right. Nailed it. Awesome. So, Della, you, you start pouring over these tablets. Della's very busy tonight while you guys are just, like, straightening up the place. <laughs> we're, just, we're just swimming like Scrooge McDuck through the <laughs> Will is just daydreaming of being large again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just imagine Della sitting in the back of the cave and staring at these things and trying to piece together you know, her knowledge that she's seen through traveling through planes, through study, through what her father taught her, and you recognize in these giant runes um, almost like a account by someone who lived in this cave of various oh. events that took place during their life. Whoa, very interesting. And the name that you keep seeing over and over again, like as if it was signed, each uh, you know entry signed by someone, uh, is the name Jogrothir. Hmm. And you know sometimes it's very mundane him talking about his day or like you know herds of giants coming to the area, and a lot of it is very banal. But then you get to a certain section where you see him talking about lighting the fires of Minderhall's forge with dragon breath. And he talks about forcing a dragon to breathe upon the forge in order to light it. And he goes on to speculate that if the forge ever went cold it might be possible to rekindle the forge by igniting the fire geodes. I said it! There we go. Nail it, Skid. With flame from a torch lit by a dragon's breath. Oh. Wow. Or even using the blood or glands of a fire-breathing dragon. Whoa. Wow. And uh, that is the most important thing that you realize over looking over this for a couple hours is this one section of him talking about lighting Minderhall's forge. Wow. To uh, further uh, 
clarify what our initial deduction was originally. Does it say if fire crystals were yellow or red inside? Were we right about the others being a decoy to get people off and that hidden area of the church being where the actual fire crystals were kept? It doesn't say anything to that effect, um, but it does name the fire geodes as if they're this mythic thing okay. in the valley. And are there any mentions of the... Um, I apologize for forgetting his name, the fire giant god that was Zervaster. in that town. Um, Are there any mentions no, of Zervaster? No mention okay. whatsoever. Not even in like other things. If, if Baron comes over to tell us, like, any mention of that, you don't see anything. Like that. Are, the, are they magical? The, the tablets? The tablets? No, no. It's, uh, so it's just a carving that tells yeah, this story. Like writing so is it, is it like a, uh, an ancient form of giantish that is written in all? Yeah, well, what what race yeah, was Jagrath here? You know that this is centuries old because it's not. It's you're interpreting runes. It's not like today I went to the supermarket. It's just like rune after rune, and it's so archaic. Even if you spoke giant, you wouldn't recognize it. Is there anything to suggest uh, if Jagrath was a giant himself or? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, he was. Yeah, you're, okay. you're. Wow. And is there any indication of how old these things are? Um. How long ago he lived? Uh, between one to three hundred years, you would think. And he ago. talks about the horn being his horn, the Drake's Bane horn being Jograthir's oh. horn wow. as well. So this wow. is all his stuff. And then when he passed on, you know, these fire drakes came and turned it into their nest. And it was just kind of fortuitous that it was already full of, you know, artifacts. Wow. So this is why the Storm Tyrant has domesticated this dragon. Forced it into submission to use to light the fire. Must be. Well, it can be. I mean, I can think of other reasons you'd want to have a dragon for a pet, but I mean, that seems like a. Uh, if he has like, been conscripted, maybe we could use the horn to to lure him lure him away and dissuade him of his association. Well, it all depends on his CR, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is too. This is true. Yeah. Uh we have a couple things we have to do, business-wise. I'll list them out. Got to decide who's going to hold on to the horn. Obviously, Adelo thinks she should. Who wants the dragon foe amulet? I think it's probably going to be a roll-off. I don't want to impose that upon you. And then um, Umlo has to roll a very important will save. Yeah. Now, obviously, we did it incorrectly, as we have done in the past, and will continue to do with Energy Drain. Luckily... Several thousand people were available to correct us <laughs> through email and social media. So I did not need to give Nestor and Umlo an initial save against it. They just take the negative level, and then 24 hours later, they roll to see if it's permanent. But I'm my hand was off the chess piece, so Nestor, you're cool. Umlo, however, I'm going to make roll one more time. We bow before your benevolence, oh great one, oh great one. Who, who's playing Umlo? I give and I give and I give. <laughs> Joe, you Umlo again? We said before we started that I would be Umlo, and I completely <laughs> forgot about this incredibly <laughs> important. I didn't. Well, <laughs> or she can't Troy was like, Joe, you, you should play Umlo. <laughs> Troy is celebrating. Sent me his profile. The dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Numa Numa dance. That is uh, a bit, it was the Numa Numa dance. Della. Della, one of Della's spells that I didn't tell Troy about was Bear's Endurance. That she used oh, to knowledge pool one of your for. knowledge pools. How convenient, Matthew. 
show me the index card where it says that. Uh, all right, so that would boost. I refer to the conversation we had last week. There is actually a record of it <laughs> on the podcast. On the podcast. Uh, I don't know what this podcast you're talking about. Cannabis <laughs> holding court of law. Joe edited that episode. Uh, yeah, Troy called me. He was like, "Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Cut out. Cut out. Twist words however he likes. It's not canon." Uh, all right, so Bear's endurance would give him a boost to his con, thereby giving a boost to his fortitude save. Yes, exactly. which is right now at a rocking plus three. I think it's a plus three right now. That would give make it a plus five. And I am sitting on three bottle caps. I'm going to give one of them to very Joe nice to use for Umlo. Very nice. Just, it just goes to show you. Don't ever say we don't do anything for Umlo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry. This energy drain is a poison spell or spell like ability. Um. Level drain? No. No, it's just it's like, uh, awful. It's like profane damage. It's negative energy damage. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not okay. a... Yeah. Not a spell. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was just talking about the poison. So I don't I don't know if it's spell-like, but... I think it might be. Because that would give him another plus two, if, if so. You're right. No, I, yeah, so I see what you're saying. Um, I think it's a supernatural ability. Oh. But that is your SOL, ums. Yeah, I believe you know. Ums. It's nice you can just look. <laughs> ums, you're the first one to ever call him ums. Do you have bears endurance? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got the two D twins here. Same time, same time, same time, man. I like it. Woo. I don't know you. <laughs> a, a ten and a thirteen. Thirteen should twenty. Twenty right? plus seven. Amlo will live another day. Yeah! Right. Amlo. All right. I can erase my one note I had. The steel hand. The steel hand. Uh, all right. Dragonfoe amulet. Who wants it? Just raise your hand. Everyone. everyone. Literally everyone. And you know what? Amlo raised his hand as well. <laughs> all right. So you guys do a roll off. Uh, ties, if they're the highest number, will re-roll. Highest okay. number. Like an 18 would be two 12s. Okay. Oh, oh, Matthew! Matthew, Matthew wins all right. Matthew, what's your roll, Matthew? Natty nineteen. Oh, Natty nineteen. He, actually, that's not bad for you to have it anyway. De- the, Especially the, if you are carrying the horn, because you'll need it more. Yeah. if you're if you're holding it. The, well, there's the, a bonus to it because you know where you're where you can cast spells as well. That's going to help you. Uh, yeah. As much. Yeah. Well, and the really great thing is that is the uh, the evasion. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Because Della's. That's why I wanted you should, it. That's why I missed it. That bought Della five more episodes. Yeah. And you should be able to to get the reflex save to have on that damage pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Character. Yeah. You are a live dancer. And are you going to... Is everyone cool with Della taking the horn or no? Yeah, she can have the horn. She can have the horn. <laughs> I will say, slightly off camera, Sir Will looks very jealously at the amulet. Oh, yeah, because you hate the giants. Yeah. Well, he he is a, he has a trait called I mean, dragon, the, uh, dragons. Oh, and he yeah. just looks at it covetously and knows well, that he is sinning. Bar- <laughs> Baron <laughs> later on. Baron notices this and rubs the hilt of dragon's breath. Good girl. Right. Good girl. So it, did Sir Will didn't say anything like, you know, my family was killed by dragons, but nope. enjoy your amulet. No, no, no. He isn't clever enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you guys want to camp in the cave? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, no safer now, place. Well, as you're going to bed. push the body of the drake out, uh, out of the... Uh, Splat lands on his friends. Cliff. Um... Now, another thing, I said you were d- done discussing. you got to discuss where to go next. Um, this is true. Do you go, you got a long way to come back, and then do you go north the way you originally wanted to go? 
do you backtrack and start checking out some of those southerly passages? You've got a lot of options. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, right, that we should um, go our original plan and go back, backtrack and go back north and to the uh, north northeast. Because there's some, there's some big like valley that way that we didn't go. To yeah, pass the scarecrow and continue north. Yeah, and then take it. Take Had it you north. not seen the scarecrow, you would most that was the plan. That was the way we were going anyway. So that's yeah. what I think we should do. Eliminate all leads. Yeah, I agree. Know, because look, I mean, and you may say it's unlikely that our objective, whatever that is, is that way. But it wasn't this way. Look what we got. We got like some of the best stuff we've got ever. So I mean, <laughs> you know. And it was my idea, I just want to say. <laughs> I probably should have gotten the amulet as a result. But I don't begrudge her having it. You want it? Yes, I told you I want it. That's why I rolled off for it. Come and, <laughs> come and get it. I may at oh. some point Ooh. in the night. <laughs> Sleight of hand. Baron says, uh, any unknown path may lead to another situation in which we have to put Sir Will into the bag of holding, and I'm all for that. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Him and the dog in the uh, same bag was Can very you believe funny. that? That's <laughs> another thing you got to... It was actually quite fun. Be mindful of. You know, you just got a lot of stuff. Like, Della, you're carrying... I don't know what the Dragonfall amulet weighs, but the horn is seven, seven pounds. pounds. You, know, you got to watch your encumbrance. And Baron, you can carry a lot in that thing, but if you start putting a portable ram in and all this other stuff, just make sure you're calculating what so you're keeping ram, and what you're not. Not like a sheep. No, like I want to. Like a battering break, ram. Yeah, battering ram. Okay. I think it's a. I think it's an ultimate equipment. Dodge ram. Dodge, yes, it's, it's a, a dodge ram. ram. It's a dodge caravan. Can drive. I can carry this around. Drive around the valley. <laughs> it's an SUV. Uh all right, so is, does the whole party think tomorrow we're going to wake up, backtrack, go north? Yeah, that's what we'll, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could I make a case for not camping in the, the cave? What's that case? Uh, the horse? The horse, for one, and uh, the spells needed to get us down safely. We could spend... I, we could, I could use up some... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I could feather fall myself down, for example. I, can, I don't know if I can cast on somebody else. Oh, how, t- how far down is it? 120 feet. You want to use your elixir of tumbling to back flip off it? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) While you're talking, while they're, let me just, uh, while they're talking about it. um, (laughs) You know what's, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Nestor just like kind of wanders over towards the edge of the cliff and like kind of looks down, (laughs) spits down and he turns and like looks back at the group and while they're talking, he just like falls over like he's doing a scuba dive like backwards. Falls off. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys see this? What do you do? Oh my god! Nesta, rush to the edge. <laughs> rush to the edge. Uh, so it's 120 feet. 120 feet. All right. I take 12 points of damage. <gasps> what? Um, I'm standing at the bottom, on my feet. Wave. <laughs> I wave up. What? How? How is that? Does any of them say? How did you do that? Wait, yeah. <laughs> How did you only take? Nesta, I really hurt, but. Was the effect? Was it effective? Was it funny? Is he is he undead? <laughs> Detect undead. <laughs> I mean, how did it play? Uh, You're shocked, right? Am I right? Yeah, you didn't speechless. expect this. Speechless. You're, yeah. Please stop yelling. There are drakes in the air area. You're no, not- we got rid of them. How did you do it? Oh, it's a secret. <laughs> Trade secret. Can I do a knowledge arcana? Sure. Please, yeah. I want to know. Why was 12 and not 12d6? 25. Uh, I have... I 
I rule that that's sufficient. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a, a pair. I'm wearing a pair of boots of the cat. Oh. So every time oh. I fall, uh, I land on my feet, and it's always treated as if I rolled a one on every d6. That is insane. That's, yeah. that's amazing. A really cool item. So I've got a couple of like compound fractured shins, but it was wolfy. <laughs> All worth it, mate. Yeah. I always and knew then you, you jump on Reginald and take off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, with the mechanics of Pathfinder, Will could literally just jump off and have no problems. Like, just take the damage and then heal himself and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so the climb down. Can everybody make it? Lexington, back in the bag. Yep, Let's go. I guess so. Uh, I back can. In I, the bag. <laughs> I can feather fall a couple people. All right, so you guys camp for the night. Down there, you check on Reginald. He's un- she's unfortunately dead. <laughs> You're such a bastard. Being ripped apart by a marsh giant wolf. <laughs> um, so now you're down just to Lexington. Um, <laughs> I, only one more left for you to get, Troy. <laughs> I, I had totally forgotten Reginald's a girl. I know. <laughs> Quite the mayor. Uh, so, do you guys need to do any healing? You can do that. Whatever you need to do. I think you're. Kind no, of I do need to heal. So, I'll infernal healing myself. Okay. So you wake up the next morning. Everyone, uh, pray, Sir Will. Are you praying on some new spells? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to prepare new spells for the day. Are you going to try and prepare um, Baron's detect undead? <laughs> yeah, what other uh, Orisons do you have, Baron, that are first level I think spells? he has greater invisibility. It's an Orison. <laughs> uh, oh, well, that's just an Orison for Inquisitors. Greater invisibility. All right, uh, so two arcane pool points today. Two arcane pool points. Oh, and I was actually damaged even before I jumped. So if anyone... <laughs> sure, I'll, I can, I'll, I'll do a channel. Okay. Uh, Skid, oh, has, are... Skid has brought me Galabras' old gold-plated dice. Yeah. For oh, channels, you'll never want to touch them again. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see how they do. A quick three d six channel for everybody. A six and a four. Ooh. So that's thirteen total. Nice. I can I can cast cure light wounds on you before we go to bed. Oh, that'd be oh, great. Good. Right, so you guys are pretty much at full, and Umlo uh, <laughs> minimum points take too. off that negative level. I, I did. Yeah, took care of it. So now he's at a whopping forty six hit points. Oh yeah. yeah, he's killing. He's crushing it. Baron, Ready for battle. Baron is going to craft some more ammunition before bed. So I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit. I'm going to subtract from my gold. Sure. We'll, we'll do it off air. Great. Uh, next morning, you wake up. Got you. You've been down the valley since the uh, scarecrow. You know that it's a long hike back from uh, as deep as you went. So now you're traveling uh, north uh, westerly to get back up. You enter the thickly forest forested uh, district <laughs> again you see the bodies of the uh, marsh giant whites decomposing you follow the stream along and you get eventually back to the scarecrow it takes probably about six or seven hours to get there it's a it's a hike wow yeah oh. it took you a long time to get to the uh, spire drake uh, cave as well so you get there and there's the north passage you follow the stream now north Easterly, mm-hmm. you go for maybe half an hour or so, and you see the passage splits off directly due east and continues northeasterly. What do you do? Continue northeasterly. Continue northeasterly. What? So we're already in the afternoon now. Yeah. Okay. Getting to be later afternoon. 
like three o'clock. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's these walks like going back is a long time. Sure. Uh, so you continue northeasterly and you go for another couple hours. Wow. So the sun's setting, but it's not completely set. And you see another passageway, this one leading uh, instead of Dewey's more southerly. Wait, okay. so there's only one way to go? or nope. there's it it's a split. Conti- it continues, continues going north and splits down another fork. Oh, man. I mean, I could scout. I, I could go fly up in the air and see what I can see. Happy to trek ahead Before you, if, if we think stealth is preferable. Before you go ahead and uh, use up some of your valuable flying, I, I might well just do a simple, humble old survival check to see if there's any footprints going down one way or another. I thought he was going to say flying is an orison for me. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go casting that, that spell... We were violently corrected on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is a 23 survival check. 23. That'll do. You, That'll do. Uh, in fact, do see um, tracks. Going in every Going direction. every which way. <laughs> every which way. <laughs> a million different kinds of creatures. <laughs> Animals and giants. Um, and the tracks continue northeast. Tracks of what? Giant tracks. Uh, giant, giant tracks. tracks. Giant so if we tracks. want to continue, these guys don't seem too organized. Maybe we could find another little nook or cranny that might have something useful to our cause going a- away from these prints. So we'll head southerly. Southerly. Right, away from the tracks? It's fine with me. Lead the way, Sheriff. All right, so you guys travel for about 45 minutes and reach a dead end to the south. And nothing there? Nothing there. You want to roll perception check? Twenty-nine. Sixteen. Four. Twenty-five. Uh, for Dylan. Twenty-five. Uh, Della and Baron, you do find... It looks like um, chains, but they're so old. You can't quite piece anything together. It's the only thing of import you find are just chains that, like, they kind of fall apart in your hands. They're just lying on up, the ground. Just lying on the ground. And with a 29 and a 25, like, really digging around, that's the only thing you find of import. No mat, Not magical or anything, just, like, chains that, like, fall apart as they pick you, as you pick them up. Well, I don't think uh, keeping captives is anything new to giants. They've been here hundreds of years, so this must be a old tale of their poor deeds. Let's turn around, boys. I just, I check, like, end to end, see if I can find the ends of the chains, see if there's anything there. No, it's, uh, like, a couple links here or there, and then if you look a little bit more, maybe there's a few more links, but it doesn't lead anywhere. It's All just... Right. Well, great call, officer. Uh, what do we go north now? <laughs> <laughs> to the north, then! All right, so you continue back north. Now it's getting later. The sun has set. You keep going northeast... <laughs> And you see another passageway cutting off from the main stream leading east. Um, the stream splits here and continues northeast and continues east. Huh. Whereas the last two places, the first one you walked by and the one that you just took a little mini detour to, the stream did not go down there. In this case, the stream continues both ways. Northeast and direct. So the sun is set. The sun has set. Well, we should stop. Yeah. Should not continue in, um, yeah. in dark. I'd yes. like, I'm actually still down hit points. Oh. By pure coincidence, 12, which is what I took on the fall. <laughs> Serves you right. Yeah. Show off. Uh, it right. was worth it. <laughs> a, quick, uh, a quick channel. I'll, uh, I think it's in order. Uh, nine total. 
Oh, for and that you should get do it. Eight points. Oh, thank really. you. Yeah, that's lovely. All right. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, do you I, think we're on the trail of? Uh, I I am guessing that we are not on the trail of the forge. I don't know. Guessing we're on the trail. I'm, I'm with you. I it's think about we've... six six thirty p.m. Yeah. Well, we don't want to be wandering around late, so I think that we should set up camp, talk, plan the next plan day, the next... pray. Do you want? Well, since what, what, do we still have daylight or is it dark? Uh, the sun is is set. I, I mean, could it's... do a quick fly or do like a quick perimeter scan. Before, you know. At yeah. the end of the day. I think you should. All right. So Della is going to use one of the spells she used an arcane pool point for, which is invisibility. Okay. And she's going to cast fly on herself and take off and kind of do a... She's going to go out and do a scan, like a, make a circle to see what she sees of the paths. You know, if she can catch any glimpse of dragons or evidence of a forge. Okay. Um, so you're going to go to the northeast or you're going to go to the east? How long can you fly? I believe it's around per... No, I don't Hold on. It's a minute per level, I think. Yeah, a minute per level. So seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay, so you're pretty much going to want to choose which way you want to go to, to scout. Uh, I've lost all track of which way is which. From The, way is, so the you main way you've been going is northeast. Uh-huh. You came to a, a southerly portion, ignored it. Then you came to another... Uh, excuse me, you came to a, a, a direction that went due east. You guys ignored it, continued going northeast. Then you came to something went south, just went down there, found little chain links. You've now come back, and it continues northeast, or it goes directly east. Check the east. All right, I'll check the east. Okay. Um, you scan over to the east. You fly out there, and you see just rocky outcroppings and another dead end. Um, from up there, you don't see any movement uh, other than like maybe an animal here or there. Um, not large animals, not even like a game animal, just running around. Um, but you can't see a lot because there's still there's trees and whatnot. Um, but it is a dead end. It seems, yeah, you see a dead end. It how far? Like split off. How? Um, t- what's the distance between the start uh, of the valley and the end of the be valley? Be like a mile and a half. Oh, well, we can do that tomorrow. Just to clear it, just to see if yeah, there's anything. Yeah, just to see, you know, just to cross it off the list. Okay, I'll come, and I fly back and report. I fly back. I mean, I, I, I do feel like we're getting... It doesn't, doesn't it feel like to you we're getting farther away from Forge and... I don't care. I honestly don't. But there's things here that uh, could be useful, so that's what, this, which is, that's what I think. Is I feel important. like we may be on the trail of the captives of Shinneman's Fortune. If they still live, we may be on their trail. Yep, that's what I think. I agree with him. All right, so you guys want to camp out? Yeah. Take a long night? Yep. Well, we also want to get going at break of day. You know, not at 10 a.m. Not <laughs> right. like Troy Valley hours. <laughs> like actual <laughs> adventurer hours. Troy should be aware that it is possible to get up and start your day at like <laughs> 6 o'clock I'm in the morning. pretty sure <laughs> the only one that wakes up before me is Matthew. <laughs> 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 All right, so you want to... You want to camp out and you want to wake up sunrise, before sunrise. Yes. And start yeah. out fresh and just get on the road. Boom. Yep. All right, so you do that. Five thirty, six o'clock. Next morning, where do you want to go? You want to go northeast? You want to go directly east? You want to east? check out the eastern part first. You go directly east and, like you, like Della thought, mile and a half or so, you see nothing. There's just nothing going on there. There's, it seems like there used to be something in the walls like carved out but it's so worn over with time you can't quite tell 
You can roll all the perceptions. You mean like the cliff walls? Yeah, the cliff walls. Like like something huge carved and worn away? They were maybe something was carved out of them, but it's been like rock slides have come and filled it up again. So, So like, it could have been like the Drake Cave. It could have been, yeah. It could be. Uh, oh, so it's something would could live in yeah. what was carved. But you see a bunch of those things, but you can't you can't make heads or tails of it because it's either it's been centuries since whatever was there was there. So time and. But it seems like it could have been like slides. a civilization of some kind Absolutely, was there. Yeah, something okay. was here. Gotcha. This is a lot like uh, the Indian uh, former civilizations in New Mexico that are kind yeah, of carved. Like Ballarat, into, yeah. Not Ballarat. Not Ballarat. Um, Baccarat. Near Los Alamos and all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Baccarat. No, it is Ballarat. <laughs> yeah, Ballarat. There's cave dwellings near Ballarat in, in New Mexico. Yeah. You think, yeah, was, is this a cave? I, I can't quite tell it. But there's something was here. But other than that, nothing. You don't see anything. The stream ends. Dead end. Um, <sighs> all right, let's go the other way. Yep. Getting a sense of the size of this valley now? Yeah. That was only a mile and a, a mile and a half, so yeah, that was, was 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So three miles, come back. Um, Baron checks his Fitbit. Okay, we're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, only Lexington and Reggie are keeping you guys moving at a good pace. Everybody else has got to slog along. Umlo slowing you guys down, 20 yep. feet of movement. Uh, no con, no charisma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you get back, and all that's left is the northeast. This small river that you've been following that just keeps splitting off throughout since you entered the valley, this is another tributary of it, uh, runs directly through the center of this valley that you are now continuing upwards through. The precipitous slopes of the rocky canyon walls up ahead seem to be dotted with a few dozen dark cave entrances. Oh, this looks like trouble. <laughs> and after going, you know, so and you see this after going for like an hour or so, hour and a half, two hours, you see kind of like the end of the valley, dozen cave entrances. So this is the end to the north. The, this is it. This is yeah. This is it. So after this, we have to go all the way back to the Scarecrow to Ultima. move back west. Yeah, there's only one place in, that you skipped going up here. Okay. Uh, oh my goodness. Should we check out some of these? Oh, I charge into the cave. (laughs) I pick one at random. You know what? How about I put out a map? Yes. Yeah, that That would be lovely. So there you are. End of this valley. Very wide. Dotted with, you know, and I think I put through like 14 different. So the river. Did the river. The river ended just about. Where you guys are standing? Mm-hmm. I don't understand edge. these rivers at all, and how they start and stop. This well, is must a, be a spring. This is a mounted character's dream map. <laughs> wide <laughs> open, completely space. wide open. It is like it's like Mile High Stadium. <laughs> it does look like, like a stadium. It's like Foxborough. It's like there's plenty of there's just a big <laughs> empty field and like and risers like surrounding it. To your left and to your right, about 50 feet on either side of you, are the first of these uh, openings. What do you guys do? So all of these are cave openings? That's what these are? They appear to be, yes. Well, we must start exploring these caves. I think it behooves us. So first on the right, we start there. Yes. Nesta, cool. Della? You're right or mine? I'll be right outside. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you... <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, I, I think that uh, 
you know, I'm happy to go in first, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, if you I, guys can kind of stealth up there and yeah. see what you can see. I'll, I'll I go with you. I can stealth too if you guys want, but then we'll have one more, one uh, more fatality to fail. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more fatality. <laughs> you want to? You want to? You want to be vanished? Right. Fatality. Uh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And I turned to uh, Will like right before we go. He says, I put my hand on his shoulder, I looked down, and it's like, listen, while we're gone, no matter what happens, keep Umlo safe. <laughs> Will nods very seriously. So should we like approach the cave and then I'll banish us? We can we can jump in. Yeah, I don't even know. Well, let's yeah, let's, worth let's, it? let's 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 like stealth up and you know Great. just see. Uh, Thirty-one for me. Nineteen for me. Nineteen for Della. All right, so Nestor, dip, 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 dip. Della, clong 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 as usual. <laughs> <laughs> the horn is just like clank clank clank. Drop the horn. It went off. Goes off. Nothing works. If I were with any other character, the reaction would be like hmm, nineteen. Respectable. <laughs> is it like a Harpo Marx horn with a bulb on the end? It's like <laughs> what if you roll a two? <laughs> roll a so you guys walk over. <laughs> Your stealth is terrible. I should have gone. You guys, so this plus eight. I have a fourteen. <laughs> you guys you. sneak up to the first entrance to the right yes mm-hmm. you see um, a large entrance around the edge of it is a stone arch set with a keystone carved in dwarven runes I, Della just turns around and looks at the dwarves I mosey on over yeah I gesture them okay. up Dwarves come up. Do they stealth? Or do they just roll up? Natural <laughs> one, but that's still a fifteen. Umlo just rolls up. Spear at the ready. Umlo just. Oh, I have my giant spain crossbow out in my hand. Okay, you guys walk up, and sure enough, you see this cave. You can't see the end of it. What's inside of it? You don't hear anything or see anything. But there is a keystone, and there's a bunch of images. Looks like drawn on the inside of the cave. But at the top is a dwarven rune. And you read it, and it appears to be a family name. Uh, Redheart? <laughs> doesn't say Redheart. Start with an M. <laughs> it does not start with an M. I wish I had knowledge. Would that, can I do a knowledge check on it to know who it is? Or? Um, knowledge I mean, ability? I guess you could probably do a linguistics check. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do that, too. Yeah. yeah. Do you have that? I don't have. No? Oh, no, I do, I do. 26. Nine. It's the dwarven rune for a family name, Forgeheart. Oh. Forges. It's a recurring theme. Do I remember any Forgehearts from Five Kings Mountain? It's not, a, it's not an uncommon name. You've heard of it. It's mm-hmm. not like Smith or right. Jones, but you've, you've heard of Forgehearts before. Actually, it is kind of like Smith. I guess it's maybe a little more smithy. I mean, they're 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 literally they're smiths. actually smiths. Yeah. Bad example. A little more smithy. <laughs> and, uh, and you mocked us for you mocked us for the uh, show far show good. <laughs> uh, well, I can't see. So can I? You you have dark vision, right? I have dark vision. If I if I peek my head over, can I see into the cave at all? Sure. You look into the cave, and it seems like it ends in a few dozen yards or so. But on the wall itself are a bunch of uh, pictograms. And if we, you have dark vision, you can see, like, there's a hammer and an anvil. There's, like, uh, flames. 
there's uh, you know like a, a bicep being flexed with a fist. A bigger one than that, right? No, about the size. Ah, visual humor. <laughs> he was using his own bicep yeah. for reference. Tori was like that. You guys can't see that at home. Yeah. You, can't, you can't feel its presence. Good thing it'll knock you out. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, with Troy LaValle. Baron would like to just walk along with his hand along the wall looking for any uh, secret doors. So you go inside. I'd like to, yeah. Okay, yeah, climb up inside. Uh, yeah, roll knowledge, stone cutting. And while he's doing that, Sir Will and Lexington are just kind of patrolling outside. Like, not going far, but 20... just staying outside and keeping an eye out there. 27. 27, you feel along and you don't feel any secret doors but you do feel like um, something uh, held fast to the wall and with it chains so mm. these were slave dwarves probably enslaved by giants is my idea because they had the smith knowledge from Torag and that their, their heritage like a very reasonable conclusion but yet at the same time the pictograms are a little weird they're in homage to dwarves well, I would think that slaves might make their... I mean, no matter what, regardless of a dwarf's freedom, they would have pride in their work and mm-hmm. in their workplace. And it's like, not to get too much into American you know, history, but like it's like having songs to sing while working the fields, having things to do. At least that's just on first idea. So, do the chains look anything like the chains we found at the end of that valley? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And they're in the same state of disorder. And they're dwarfish size, not giant size. Um, uh, they could fit each door. They, they're, they're, they're human size, medium for a medium sized human. Right? Okay, yeah. well, all right. Let's go check the others. And uh, can I do a perception? Della will poke in after Baron. Can I do a perception check just around to see if there's anything? Sure. 25. Um, you see some artisan's tools that are broken down. Like you'll pick one up and the handle, the head of it will fall off. Um, and more uh, evidence of slaves. Of some sort. As we approach the other caves and step outside, as we glance across, do all these caves look to be about the same size as if they're they were made? Generally, generally okay. the same size. So, like cells or a dorm or or something. Uh, Della is going to approach. Uh, <laughs> just kind of stand. Felt like prison when I lived in one. Do you know what, Baron? <laughs> uh, you know, now that you come out and you start looking every, at everything, um, do you go up to the next one? Yeah. And look for the name specifically, since I saw a last name there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they kept whole families in here, mm. which is either nice or worse. I'm not sure which. Dell also wants to fire off a detect magic. Mm. Just kind of scan around the cells to see if anything picks up. Uh, you don't detect any uh, any magic at all. Um, whatever was here in these caves has long since been uh, plundered. Um, I knew they should have built these 120 feet up on a cliff. So it's rather bright out, right? Midday. Mm-hmm. Um, and all around the perimeter, we can pretty much see in, at least to the first several feet of these caves. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you are... Right now, I just have you at the first cave. And right, just right, walked into right the that's all, one. yeah. yeah. But I mean... It's bright enough out that if we were to kind of just sort of scout all of the caves at once, we'd be able to sort of slightly see into them. Uh, yeah, if you've got dark vision, well, you see how big it is, you know what I mean? If you want to get to, to look into the ones in the back. Oh, you have to walk right up to it. I get that. Yeah. I'm saying there's sunlight shining into the first dozen feet of the caves. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, 
yeah, you walk up to the next one, Baron, and it's got the dwarven rune uh, for uh, a name. Bone gut. Bone gut. Hmm. And the pictographs on the inside are like of warriors fighting. Huh. So, oh wow. So maybe that was fighting giants. Artisans slavely, and these were fighters being trained for some purpose. Or Or, family had a history of famous warriors. And you know, as you as you start to look around, Baron, you realize that these were probably mines. That they just started each direction? They, like they, an ants, ant colony type of thing? They're all just going off? They were mines that were uh, abandoned. Do you enter this one? Yeah, absolutely. You enter this one, you start walking in. It ends about, again, a couple dozen feet in, but there's a passageway to the right. Oh. I uh, I let Umlo know, and I let Della know if she's curious because she's wanted to come with I let everyone... I just kind of wave them in if they want to come. If they don't, I'm still going to look. I uh, Nestor cracks a sunrod and follows behind him, about 20 feet behind, and knocks a couple of arrows in his bow as he goes. So you guys enter the cave, and you walk on to the right. It's kind of like single file. It's, it points, it opens up a little bit so you can go two by two. So we're all going now down this path. Yeah. Okay. You start walking around, and it winds. And if you keep your sense of direction, you realize that you are kind of going deeper into the this uh, mine system and then coming back closer to the surface and then you eventually enter into another cave hmm. somewhere a little bit farther down the down wow. the way so they're, they're interconnected an interconnected series of tunnels yeah. mm-hmm. and so, this passageway is leading off from that as well is there any evidence in the front of the caves of there ever being like any sort of obstruction like a like bars or or anything like that? No, nothing of the sort. Okay. Huh, so those chains are really... Hmm. So which cave are we in now? Which one of these entrances uh, are we so you been come, in the first two. You come out now, and you're basically uh, deeper, uh, like, way at the far corner of the right where you came of in. Of the cul-de-sac. Of the cul-de-sac, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys all come out there. All right. Wow. Very mysterious. Is there any dungeoneering check I can make to see... I'm not sure exactly what question asks, but... Uh, can we just quickly look into each, look at each of the runes for each one and kind of see the sure, related families? Sure, you come out and, and, and you look at the names and they're like uh, Earthfinger, Lightbringer. And then you see a pictograph before you even see the rune itself of a volcano. And that catches your eye. You don't even look up. And you see, like, a child being carried up the side of a volcano. And you see what looks like a gun drawn on the side of the wall. And just as you're ready to look up and see the rune, you hear a noise from behind you and only Baron recognizes these creatures that are coming at you from the far side out of one of the caves <laughs> because you have not seen this creature since the Hope Spring oh no as three cave giants oh what? come running at you <laughs> no! oh, we'll see you next week oh, no! I'm right now man at least it wasn't the grips <laughs> 
Oh God! Don't even fucking remind no, me. No, man, I was I was uh, scared of Shadow. Right? Yeah, I was scared of that. I think I think we can handle that. <laughs>